Shalom to all. Today's office Yumadav Samach Vav, and we are starting six lines from the top, the last word on the line. Now, we concluded yesterday with a question. Rabbi Huda taught that if someone sent their machsa shekel twice, the extra one is allowed to be used for next year. Rav explained that this is because Rabbi Huda holds a chayv designated for this year may be rolled over into next year. Abai asked a question from Abraisa that taught that if the Pyron Sarvium Kippur were lost, new ones designated, the old ones found, Rabbi Huda holds that the extra animals must be left to die. We clearly see that Rabbi Huda does not allow a chayv to be rolled over to the next year. Because if he did, then these extra Yom Kippur Karbonas should be able to be brought the next year. The Gemara attempted four different answers, and each one was found insufficient. So here we finally have our last answer. El Amarava, he says, Gzer Mishum Takala, we have Gzera, a mishap might occur. Detanya, we have a brass that shows us that if we have something which is hectic and it can't be used, it has to be left to die, just like these Yom Kippur animals. In Makdishin, Ve'in Marichin, Ve'in Machuin, Bismanazeh, nowadays a person is not allowed to be Makdish something to the base of Mikdash, or make an Erchin vow, or a Haramim vow, which is some way of being Makdish something to the base of Mikdash. That's because there is no way to be able to use it. We don't have a base of Mikdash. Ve'im Hiktish Ve'herch Ve'hechrim. If he did do so, Behema, if it's an animal, Tiakra has to be uprooted. And we're going to explain what that is in a minute. Paris Ksos Ve'kalim, if it's produce, clothing, or vessels, your Kavu, they have to be left to decompose. Ma'is Ve'klematchas, if it's money or metal, Kalim, Yelechanol Yamamelech, their value or they themselves have to be brought to the Yamamelech. And now the Brisa asks, Ve'ezahu Ikor, what is Ikor? What is this uprooting of the animal? Noel del Sofanel, Ve'himesemele. You close the door and it dies by itself. So we see that since a mishap might happen with this animal and we really can't use it, therefore we have to let it die. Now the Gemara tries to connect this to our case. Takala Demai, what mishap is going to happen with these Yom Kippur animals? Itakala Dakrava, if Takala is, that perhaps we're going to accidentally bring it as a carbon, not on Yom Kippur. Safilu Kalriya Isnami, we should have the same concern with any animal that's left to graze. We really have to wait till it gets a mum and then we sell it and use its money for a carbon adava. We should be afraid that we're accidentally going to take that animal and use it as a carbon. And Itakala Degiz Vavaida, if you're going to say that the mishap is going to be that we might use it for our own personal benefit, we're going to shear it or use it for work. So Safilu Kalriya Isnami, we should have the same concern with all other animals that are sent out to graze. And we don't have that concern. The Gemara answers the Takala Dakrava. The Takala, the mishap that might occur is that it might be brought as a carbon. Vahanoch Talavanea Kravanin, who these, the ones that are sent out to pasture, they're not able to be brought as carbonas ever. So he's not preoccupied with them. He doesn't have in his mind that he's able to use them as a carbon. So therefore, nothing's going to happen. However, these were left over from Yom Kippur. They could be brought as a carbon next to Yom Kippur. Taridba, he's preoccupied. He has in the back of his mind that they're able to be used as a carbon. Therefore, he might accidentally take it and use it as a different carbon, not a Yom Kippur. Therefore, Takala could happen, and we say they have to be left to die. And now the Gemara discusses the concept of Takala, but Takala Atzma Tanaihi, the whole concept of Takala that a mishap might occur is the subject of Machlekas Tanaim, whether or not we're actually worried about this. To Tanya Chad, we have one Brayso that says, Pesach Shalai Karv Barishan, we have a Karm Pesach, it wasn't brought for whatever reason. Yikar Vesheni, it should be brought as a Karm Pesach Sheni, he should give it or sell it to someone who needs it for Pesach Sheni. Vesheni, if it wasn't brought for Pesach Sheni, Yikar Vesheni, it could be brought for the next year. And we have another Brayso that says, Yikrav, it's not allowed to be used. My love, it must be, but Takala Pligi, they're arguing whether or not we're afraid a mishap might occur. The Gemara says, Everyone says we're not afraid of Takala. We could take out the Girsa of Lai. We could say everyone is afraid of Takala. And these Bryces are arguing the same thing Rebbe and the Rabban were arguing about, similar to what we learned yesterday, that a Chatas may not be more than a year old. The carbon Pesach too must be within its first year. And if it's saved for next year, according to the Chachamim, it's going to be too old. But according to Rebbe, there's a possibility of it still being within its first year. But like Hashem, there's no problem between the Bryces. One Bryce that says that we are able to use it for next year, that's Rebbe's opinion, and the one that says we can't, that's the Rabbanon. Ask the Gemara Vatanya, the Bryce says, V'chein hamais. This same achlaikis exists even with money, meaning money was designated for the Karim Pasach, it wasn't used. We have the same achlaikis, should it be used the next year? So we see that it's not just about animals, it's even about money, and money doesn't have a problem to be used next year. We see from here they're arguing whether or not we're worried that a mishap might occur. We see that there's actually a machlaikis tanaim about this. And the Mishnah once again picks up with describing the avoid of the Kain Gadlan Yom Kippur. 
he goes to the Sarmish Talech, the Sarla Azazel that's going to be sent out and thrown off the cliff. The Sarmish Tayyad of Olive, he leans his two hands on it, and he says, Vidoy. And this is what he says. Anna Hashem, please Hashem. He doesn't say Hashem. He says, Yud Kevavke, the Shem Hamafirash. Chatu Avu Pashil Funecha Amcha Beis Yisrael, your nation, Beis Yisrael, they sinned inadvertently, willfully, and rebelliously in front of you. Anna Hashem, please Hashem. Again, he says, Hashem Hamafirash. Kaperna, please forgive. Lachatam Lavanis Lapshaim. Shachatu Vishavu Shapashil Funecha Amcha Beis Yisrael, that they sinned in front of you. Kakasim Sars Masha Avdecha, like it's written in the Tarv Masha, your servant, Lamar saying, because on this day, he will atone for you, Latar Eschem, to purify you, from all of your sins, and the Kahanim and the nation that are saying the Azara, when they heard the Shem Hamfarish coming out of the mouth of the Kayan Gadol, they would kneel prostrate themselves and fall on their faces. He would give the goat over to the one that was going to take it out and throw it off the cliff. Anyone's allowed to bring it. They set a rule. They would not allow Yisrael to bring it. They only let a kain bring it. There was a story that Arsula brought it and he was actually Yisrael. Now, they made a ramp, meaning an elevated platform for him to walk on because of the Babylon they would pull out his hair and tell him, take it and go, take it and go. The Gemara is going to explain why they did this. So they made this elevated platform so they weren't able to access him to pull out his hair. And now the Gemara analyzes the Vidoy. The Kayan Gadol did not say talking about the Kayhanim. So he was only talking about the Yisraelim seemingly. Who's the town of our Mishnah? He says, That's not like Rabbi Huda. If it's like Rabbi Huda, he had said a few days ago, that the Kayhanim, they do receive kapara with the vidu of the Sarah But since the Kayan Gadol, according to the town of our Mishnah, did not mention the Kayhanim, it must be that our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Huda. Abai Yamar, he says, Rabbi Huda. Our Mishnah could be like Rabbi Huda. And who are the Kayhanim not included in Amcha Yisrael? And the Kayan Gadol said, Amcha Yisrael, including the Kayhanim. And the Mishnah said, The Kayan Gadol gives it to the one that's going to bring it and throw it off the cliff. And this person in the Pasuk is described as an Ish Iti, the designated man. Tan Rabban, we have a Brysa. Ish, it says in the Pasuk, that tells us that even a non-coin is allowed to do so. Et the pasuk says he's designated. He should be prepared before Yom Kippur. You know, I'll just pick a random guy on Yom Kippur itself. You have to pick someone before Yom Kippur. Et, what does that mean? Even if it's on Shabbos, meaning even if Yom Kippur is on Shabbos. And Et, we have another Joshua. Even if there's Toma involved. And now the Gemara explains the Brisa. Ishwi had said this allows a non-coin to bring the goat. The Gemara asks Pshita, isn't that obvious? Why should we think that a coin has to do it? This is not an avoda being done in the base of Mekdash. The Gemara answers since it says kapara about it, because this goat does affect some sort of kapara, so you might think that a kohen has to do it. Kamash Mon, the chiddush is that a non kohen is allowed to do it. We continue analyzing. Even if it's on Shabbos, the Gemara asks regarding what halacha is this relevant? He says, to teach If the goat itself was sick, he's allowed to put it on his shoulders and he's allowed to carry it, and there's no isser of carrying on Shabbos. Kaman, who's this like? Says the Gemara, like This is not like Rabnason. The Rabnason, according to him, he says, Alive person or something alive carries themselves. You know that when you carry something that's alive, that's much lighter than carrying something that's dead. So there's only Isser Drabbanan according to Reb Nasan carrying something that's alive on Shabbos, so we wouldn't need this drasha for Reb Nasan. The Gemara answer is no, Afilotem Reb Nasan, this could even be according to Reb Nasan. Chalashani, if it's sick, that's different. Even Reb Nasan would say we do not apply Chayan Naisis Atzmai, therefore it would be Asr Da'iraisa to carry the goat, if not for the Pasuk. And now Amar Rafram, he builds on this. Zaisa Maris, this teaches us, Erev Vaitzal Shabbos, Vein Erev Vaitzal Yam Kippurim. The 
chiv that we have to make sure we have an Erev and the Isra of Haitzah is only something relevant to Shabbos and not relevant to Yom Kippur because we only have to have this drasha when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos. However, if Yom Kippur falls out during the week, it seems to be that we do not need this drasha and he would be allowed to carry the goat. So we see from here, says Raphram, that Erev and Haitzah are only something we have to be careful of on Shabbos and not Yom Kippur. Iti, we had said, Vafil betoma, even in a state of toma. Lamai halchsa, what does that mean? What halacha is relevant over here? Amar Shesh has loimer to say, Sheim nitma mishalchai, if the ish iti, if he became tame, nechnas tame lazar mishalchai, he goes into lazar tame and then he brings it and he gets sent out. We have a Joshua from the Pasuk that tells us that he has to walk into the Azara, it cannot be brought out to him. Even though he's tame, he's allowed to go into the Azara to take the goat. And before we continue, a very important note. In the ensuing Gemara's, Rabbi Lezer is asked questions to which he responds very evasively. Now, the Gemara later on addresses this, and Rashi, along with other Mepharshim, explain that his reason for doing so wasn't because he didn't have an answer, rather because he wouldn't pass in a halacha or innovate a pshat that he didn't hear from his Rebbeim as long as they were still alive. And now, bearing that in mind, we continue with the Gemara. Shalus Rabbi Lezer, that's Rabbi Lezer. If the goat got sick, is he allowed to carry it on his shoulders? Amalahem, responded to them, It's so strong, it's able to carry both me and you together. We don't have to worry about that. An evasive answer. And they continued asking him, Let's say the Ish Iti, he himself got sick. Is he allowed to send the goat with someone else? Amalahem, responded to them, You and I can both be at peace because we're not going to be sent out, so we don't have to be worried about questions like that. They continued asking him, Let's say he shoved the goat off the cliff and it didn't die. Does he have to go after the goat and kill it? Amr Lahem, he responded to them, So should all of your enemies, Hashem, be destroyed like that. Now, they say, If the goat was sick, he's allowed to carry it on his shoulders. If the ish iti got sick, he could send it with someone else. And if he pushed it off the cliff and it didn't die, he has to go down and kill it. And more questions asked Rebbe Lezer that he responds evasively. They asked Rebbe Lezer the following question, About this person, Pliny, is he a Ben Olam Haba? Does he have good deeds? Does he have good maizim? And then Farshim discuss whom they're referring to. Amalahem, he responded to them, Perhaps you were asking me about someone else, evading their question. They asked him another question. Is the shepherd allowed to save the sheep from a lion? Amalahem, he responded to them, You're only asking me about the sheep? So they asked him, Are you allowed to save the shepherd from the lion? Amalahem, he responded to them, You're only asking me about the shepherd? Evading their questions. So they asked him another question. Mamzer Mahulirej, is a moms are allowed to inherit his father. So he responded to them, Ma'ul Yabim, what about is he allowed to do Yibum to his sister-in-law? If his brother died without children, is he allowed to do Yibum to his sister-in-law? They asked him another question. Ma'ul Lasudis Besa, is a person allowed to plaster his house? We know that Zechel Churban, a person is not supposed to plaster their house. And they asked him, is this still relevant nowadays? So he responded to them, Ma'ul Lasudis Kivrei, is a person allowed to plaster their grave? And now the Gemara explains, It's not because he's trying to push them off with words. He never answered something that he didn't hear from his Rebbeim, and as we said, the Mepharshim explained that this is only when his Rebbeim were alive. And another question asked to him, A wise woman asked Rebbe We know that any act done to serve the Egel Hazav, it's all equal, it's all considered Avaydazar, and it's Asr. So, Why is it they didn't die all the same death? There was actually three different deaths of people that served the Egel Hazav died. Some were killed by the sword, some died by plague, and some died by Hidraikon, which was some sort of sickness that hit them. So, Amr he responded to her, The only wisdom a woman has is with the spindle. It says in the Pasuk, And any wise-hearted woman, she spun with her hands. And now we have an answer to this question that was asked to him. Itmar, it was stated, Rav Levi, they discussed this. Chadam, or one of them says, If someone brought a carbon or brought Katyrus to the Egel Azov, so he was killed by the sword. If he hugged it or kissed it, so then he 
he died by plague. Samach Belvava, if he was happy in his heart that other people were serving it, Behedraikan, he died by Hedraikan. Chaidamar, and the other one says, Aidin Vahasra, if there was witnesses and they warned him not to serve the Egel, Besaif, so then he was killed by the sword. Aidin Belehasra, if there were witnesses, but they didn't warn him not to serve it, Bemisa, then he died by plague. Loy Aidin Belehasra, if there was no Aidim and there was no warning, Behedraikan, he died by Hedraikan. And now that we're talking about the Egel, Amr of Yehudi, he says, Shifta Shalevi, Loy Avad Avadis Kachavim, Shevet Levi, they did not serve Vaidazara, they did not serve the Egel. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, Vayamid Maisha Bishar Machine, Maisha stood at the entrance of the camp and he said, Mila Hashem Eli, and we know that Levi gathered him. They weren't the ones that did Avaidazara. They didn't serve the Egel Azov. Yasav Ravina, Vakamil Hashemaita, Ravina was sitting and he was saying this over. Ace Vebneira Papa Bar Abba Ravina, the sons of Papa Bar Abba, asked Ravina, What do you mean? The Pasuk tells us, Ha'amil Aviv Uliimai Loy Isiv. He who said of his father and mother, I have not seen him. The Pasuk continues, Ves Echavoi Hikirubana Vlayada, and we darshan that this is talking about Shevet Levi, that when they killed people that did the Egel Azov, they even killed their fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters and kids. So we see that people of Shevet Levi did do the Egel Azov. So he responded, No, Aviv, when it says Aviv in the Pasuk, that's referring to Avi Imam Yisrael, his mother's father who's Israeli. And when it says Echav in the Pasuk, Achav Mi Imam Yisrael, that's talking about the brother from his mother who's Israel. And Banav, B'nai Bitam Yisrael, that's talking about his grandson from his daughter and his daughter married Yisrael. So again, it's not talking about Shevet Levi doing Avaidah Zara. It could be their relatives, but their relatives who are Yisraelim. And we had said in the mission of Akevash Asulai, they made this elevated walkway for him to go on so that the Babylonians can't pull at him. Amar Rabbar Chana, Lebavlim Hayu. It wasn't actually Babylonians that would pull at him. Ela Alexandrium Hayu. It was actually the Alexandrians. Because people in Eretz Yisrael could not stand the Babylonians, Hayu Karan Oisan Alshman, they would call the Alexandrians that were doing this, they called them Babylonians. Rashi explains that anytime someone did something that was out of line, they did something that was wrong, they were called a Babylonian. So that's why they were called Babylonians, but it wasn't them, it was Alexandrians. And Tayyanami Hachi, Rabbi Huda Aimer, he says, They weren't Babylonians, Alexandrium Hayu. They were Alexandrians. And Amr Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Yesi told Rabbi Huda, You can be at ease because you have made my mind at ease. Rabbi Yesi's family was from Bavel, and it was always hard for him that the Mishnah said that the Babylonians used to make the Ish Iti Meshoga. Now that Rabbi Yesi knows that it was the Alexandrians, he was calm. And the Mishnah said, say, When they would pull at him, they would say, Take it and go. Now, why would they tell him that? Ton of the Brasser says, What were they saying? Why does this goat delay the when the sins of the generation are many? We always understand that the sins of all of Klai Yisrael are resting on the goat, so they wanted him to quickly take the goat and throw it off the cliff so everyone could receive their kapara, so they tried to hurry him along. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a fresh Mishnah. Everyone should have a wonderful day.